Some of you will be moving money from your help to buy ISA, knowing that you're only allowed to move £200 into it a month. Why are you and shouting? You're actually... Why are you shouting? Why are you shouting? <laughs> you're actually doing Can yourself. Can you lower your tone? Hello and welcome to the To My Sisters podcast. I'm Renee. And I'm Courtney and we are your online big sisters and hosts of the To My Sisters podcast. We are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's conversation, sis, I know you've seen the videos on how to 10x your income and maybe one of your everlasting goals is to make more money and just get rich. But when it comes to income, is it really more money, more problems? In today's conversation, we'll be talking about the reality behind making more money from lifestyle creep to reaching your goals money 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 Ooh, vocals money wow (laughs) take it down a notch (laughs) so let's talk money renee when Mm -hmm. it comes down to it Mm -hmm. a lot of us need to just admit to ourselves and a lot of us are unashamed about it Mm -hmm. one of our biggest aims in life is to make more money right one of our goals that we set at the beginning of the year and just in life in general we see ourselves a lot of us see ourselves making enough money at least to be comfortable in Mm -hmm. whatever relative way it means to whoever is listening and to us right Right. Mm. but when it comes down to making more money Mm -hmm. It's never really that simple. First of all, it's hard as hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it can be hard yeah. um, to get to that point where you're making more income. And as you see, like with more content out there about side hustles you can do and how to improve your finances and how to budget better and how to make a meal and all of that. Yeah. The question I have is, first of all, is it bad to want more money? Oh, that's a very simple question to answer. Absolutely not. <laughs> but you know, sometimes there's a there's a lot of guilt yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wanting more money, working mm-hmm, hard for yep, more money, yep, yep, yep. spending more, just upgrading your life mm-hmm. to a place maybe not even of luxury, but yeah. a place of comfort, mm-hmm. um, whatever that means to you. Yeah, no, I very much resonate with that mm. quite a lot, and that was me for a while, where mm. it was kind of like you know when you've grown up in a background where money wasn't always in abundance or overflow or whatever it means for any person at least for me it meant that you know my family couldn't afford the more luxurious items all the time or Mm. it wasn't a question of me like purchasing my own things until I got you know a part-time job and then a full-time job and all that kind of stuff and working for myself so for a really long time there was very kind of negative associations that I had with money and making money insofar as making like it felt like a I felt like a spendthrift or I felt like somebody that was just like not taking care of their business Mm. even though I had gotten to a stage in my life where all of my bills were paid yeah my savings were you know solid so why do I still feel guilty about purchasing things for myself yeah um and I think that's where for a lot of people there can be that like lack of comfort when it comes to wanting to make more money, especially yeah. when you want to make more money for on th- make more money to buy things that are not as weighty. Right. Mm. It's one thing to make more money and say, Oh, I'm saving up for a house. Yeah, but it's yeah. another thing to say, no, I want to make more money so I can buy nice things. Yeah. Like, by the way, Renee wants to buy <laughs> back a wrap. <laughs> I will buy it. And the thing is I will buy it. Yeah, you will. I, it's so funny. We literally had the conversation. I was like, I was literally like to Courtney, Courtney, I want to purchase this perfume, but Love I it. feel bad. Yeah. I still feel uncomfortable literally, literally. purchasing it. And it's not because I don't have the money to buy it, yeah. but it's just like, 
oh, I'm spending so much money on myself. Yeah. And then we launched into a conversation around, you know, investing in yourself because I've also been invested in my skincare. Mm. I've been investing in my clothes, yeah. perfumes and all that kind of stuff. And it's not like I can't afford it. Mm. And I enjoy these things. And I've come to the realization that I enjoy having money spent on me, whether it's my own or somebody else's. Say it again. And say it again. <laughs> Especially if it's somebody else's. If you want to open up your wallet and spend your money on me, I ain't got a problem about that. You can reach me at 079... 079- <laughs> I'm trolling. I'm trolling. I'm, I'm not. So my trolling. DMs are always open. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, no. I just want to put that. Don't want anyone to misconstrue. Just in case they think that this is a joke. This is not a joke. For all the brothers that are secretly listening. <laughs> oh, even so the sisters, funny. if you want to spend money on me platonically. Trolling, trolling, trolling. We should treat each other. To treat each other. That's 100%. what sisterhood is all about. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of stigmas around like making more money because it feels like if it's not attached to something that's seen as significant in society, you're a spendthrift or mm. like you're greedy or mm. whatnot. When no, I feel like wanting to make more money is fine because how else will you power your lifestyle? How yeah. else will you power and do the things that you want to do? Yeah. The reality of the situation is we live in a capitalist society mm-hmm. and money does make the world go round mm-hmm. and money does make life a lot easier. Yeah. So I think that there's nothing wrong with wanting to make more money. The only issues that we encounter when someone expresses that they want to make more money is how are you actually going to make that money? Yeah. I think that's more of a problem than yeah. asking the question of like, why why would you want to make more money? Mm. I think it's quite obvious why anyone would want to make more money. Like, hello. Um, 100%. So yeah, I think when we ask the question of like, what is the motivation behind making more money and how, more importantly, how are you making that money? Hopefully mm. nothing illegal. Yeah. And ideally something that doesn't exploit other people. Yeah. Um, then it's perfectly fine to so want true. to make more money. But Miss so uh, Queen of Self-Awareness, Queen of <laughs> more Money, Queen of the Side Hustle, Screaming. Queen of... Making cash, dollar, euro, you already GBP. Know. Screaming, screaming. Good to be, thank God. Without <laughs> it, I wouldn't be anywhere. Yen, rupees, <laughs> insert currency here. Talk to wow, us. Is um, there a problem to want to make more money? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, even the question itself is, as I wrote it, I thought it was outrageous. Um, I feel like there's definitely, there are things to be introspective of when it comes to desiring more money, I think. Um, I think I truly believe the the love of money is the root of all evil. Yeah, for sure. And I genuinely believe that money is not, money is a great motivator. It's mm. not a great master. Mm. And I think that living by that ethos of I can work for money, you know, and I can, I can do things when, when money is an incentive, but the, the big picture is money. And one of my, um, our mentors actually says this mm. all the time is, money is there to work for you yeah, right yeah. so ultimately you work for money to then make it work for you yeah. and i think when you start to make money your end goal yeah you hit a real brick wall because money in and of itself is not satisfying mm, i think mm. i think sometimes i so the basis of this is it's not bad to want more money and you should want more money mm. i think you need to think about why do you want more money though yeah what's the money going to enable you to do um and what's your heart posture like because if you end up making more money and suddenly it becomes an endless an endless cycle what are you gonna do mm-hmm. you know and if your biggest aim is just to have the most money 
there are other people who are going to make more money than you. I mean, mm. unless you're Elon Musk, like, and even that, I'm sure at some point, Jeff Bezos was probably thinking I'm on top of the world. Mm. Then one news report later, Elon Musk has beat you to the, to the post, you know? So I think there's definitely something to be said about how, what is your relationship with money? Mm. It, are you seeing it as a reflection of your self-worth, the amount that you have or don't have? Yeah. Or are you seeing it as, this is a great resource to help me get closer and closer to my purpose here on earth. This is a great resource to help me help and better my community. Or this is a great way for, like you said, for me to invest, invest in myself, invest in my future, invest in my family, um, invest in the people around me, even if it's not with the most obvious of returns, like mm. what we're talking about with the Baccarat perfume, right? You, you spend a couple hundred on a perfume, but whilst it's not going to make, it's not going to be an asset, you yeah, know, in the, yeah. in the most, uh, traditional way but it is going to make you feel good it's going to make you feel confident it's going to and and those things turn into results and so I think your relationship with money has to definitely be I see it as a resource Mm -hmm. and who doesn't want to be resourceful Mm -hmm. you know who doesn't want to have an abundance of the thing that they need to navigate through this life so wanting money not bad at all being ruled by money or (laughs) no that's terrible that's a problem um and also being i think greed greed is something that a lot of people don't maybe don't know that they deal with until they get a lot of money Mm -hmm. because it's not to say i've made a lot of money so i don't i don't know but in my in my theory yeah i think you don't realize how much you're hungry for something literally you're hungry <laughs> i don't think you realize how much you're hungry for something until your appetite has kind of been wet a bit yeah, like yeah. you know you've tasted and seen that it's good and now you want to go and pursue it even more and then before you realize that you get into this rabbit hole of like i was saying mm-hmm. nothing never being enough um so i think fixing your mindset about money as desperate as you may be for it or even if you're in a comfortable situation definitely fixing your mindset about money the way you view it and it's worth before you get a lot of it is really important because yeah. I think once you start to get a lot of it and your ego starts being fed and your your crazy desires and your you know they say money only amplifies who you already are mm, exactly. right if you're already crazy it's just gonna Ooh. make you more crazy if you're already evil look at Jeffrey Epstein do you yeah, know what I mean yeah. like money will only grow what's already in your heart mm. and if you think that money is going to make you a different person. It's not like, it's really, really not. It may change what's around you, but Mm. what's inside of you will always be the same. So I think fixing your character and changing your perspective about the resource of money is something that's really important to do before you get loads of it. Mm. But wanting more money, nah, that ain't never going to be a problem. Not a problem. How are you going to spend on me if you don't want more money? Can you imagine? That doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Your face is killing me. (laughs) (laughs) But in that though, a lot of people often say, when you start hitting new tax bans and you know you're oh. they they're no longer taxing you twenty percent now you've elevated to forty. Yeah, Some 40 of you have bracket. even hit fifty percent hey. bans. I'm not going to lie to you. This week I paid my PAYE return, oh. um, which is basically like income tax. Let's just call it that. Yeah. And to see how much they took from me, oh girl, 
I was in actual pain. Skittles, isn't it? Actual pain. And the thing is, you can look at your pay slip and you just see how much they think. But anyway, Skittles, isn't it? long live the NHS. If only the government would give the money to the people. As in... But that's another talk for another day. Um, they will answer for their crimes. Go and listen to our <laughs> online censorship episode to know our feelings towards the government. <laughs> <laughs> But in that, everyone always says, as you elevate in your income, Mm -hmm. you don't always make, you're not always conserving as much money as you think you are or making as much money as you think Mm -mm, you will. mm -mm. I think a a lot of us have the expectation of, okay, it would be really nice to make this extra amount of money. And then when the opportunity comes for you to start making that extra amount of money, it's almost like the money comes and the money goes. It disappears as quickly as it came. Bottomless pockets. What is that? Lifestyle creep. Yeah. Lifestyle be creeping on you. And um, <laughs> it's funny because I feel like there's a correlation between age and making money, at least mm. for the majority of us, right? Mm. So we go through a phase where I remember the good old days when a pound went a really long way. Oh, I could great buy time. six wings and chips. Although I doubt as to whether the chicken was actually oh, it wasn't. chicken. It but wasn't, but it tasted good. It tasted great. Whether we're going to live long, that's enough That's question. a whole nother, oh Lord. <laughs> Life expectancy <laughs> decreased by six wings and chips. We need a research report on that. The reality is, as you go through all of these stages, things become more expensive. Yeah. You become less dependent. Maybe you're very, very lucky in the case that, you know, you have parents that are able to spend X amount. Mm on you know your bills paying your phone bill um food rent if you're still living at home if you decide to move out which i'm experiencing (laughs) you gotta pay rent yeah and um all of a sudden what you thought was a lot of money is not a lot of money at all especially if you live in places like we live in london for example we have notoriously low um money left over after mm-hmm. all of our expenditure definitely because things like travel yeah you know things like food things yeah. like living utilities are mm-hmm. outrageous to drive like, is even to drive is, is even criminal yeah. these days it's <laughs> even criminal it's even criminal <laughs> and um people often think that when i get to a certain stage of money mm. i'll be liberated from all of these problems mm. that's not the case because yeah. at every tax band is another level of problems that right. you have to deal with so the people that are making and i think the funny thing is everyone loves to like cap on twitter on instagram that you know everyone seems to be making six figures mm, everybody mm, mm. even though the average that annually that people are making in the uk is what below 25k yeah. a year yeah and yeah like i said there's different problems that come at each stage mm-hmm. there's the you know paying bills that's something that you will have to do whether you make 10k a year or a hundred thousand million Mm -hmm. you will have to pay some Mm -hmm. kind of bills and your bills will scale as you make as you make more bank even the biggest bill hmrc will even take the money before you see it like the tax man and wherever you are in the world like the tax man will take your money but you've got you've got obligations they They don't even care that's even they don't give a damn that that's even the thing you will think that you're making a lot of money and if mm. you are well, as i said whether you're self-employed mm. or employed for somebody else mm-hmm. you will see how much tax that they will take on your payslip yeah so you're not making if you're overall making say like 20 let's use the um, average 25 yeah. a year yeah. twenty five thousand a year yeah on average that's around like the 2k mark per month, month yeah you're not going to receive 2k at all likely you're going to receive something around the 1.7 mark yeah 
that's 300 pounds of your money being taken yeah. for taxes every single month yeah. Even and it increased yeah. and the proportion increases if you have student loans they're taking yeah. money for that if you start making above a certain amount when you hit that 40 percent bracket yeah. they start taking 40 yeah. percent of your so it's likely that you'll even go from making let's say you're making 35k yeah. um a year that's nice that's dandy yeah. and you you're, you've settled with the tax that they're taking from your account mm. you'll now jump to 50 or 60 or 70k and the amount that you actually receive monthly is so close mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's so close to what you were what you were earning before that you're kind of like this is a scam yeah and you're still working harder i literally was talking to um, courtney earlier and i was like if i was actually truly immoral Mm. i can understand why people have offshore accounts because that tax is a lot and if you make a million like people say like i make six figures or i make a million you will only see five hundred thousand of that million, and that's after tax. And Isn't then we need disgusting? to start. Then we need to start talking about other forms of taxes Isn't or other disgusting? forms of expenses. <laughs> like if you are renting a building for your office space, yeah. that's gone in a flash. This is it. Um, if you are, you know, buying stock or inventory, yeah. that's gone in a flash. Yeah. If you're your paying food. salaries, your food gone yeah. in a flash. Your transport, your transportation gone in a flash, and then you'll be left with what, like two hundred k, one hundred k, and then if you've got a mortgage gone yeah. in a flash, if you yeah. want to purchase a house gone in a flash and yeah it seems like if you're not conscious of how much you are making if you're Mm. not consciously thinking about you know increasing your revenue streams Mm. then it's really impossible for you to really liberate yourself from this whole idea of paying bills yeah it's really really impossible and even more important if you're not conscious of the step up in the problems and the lifestyle creep yeah there are like my favorite analogy is there will be people that are making 80k a year doing up investment banking and stuff like that and you'll think that they're rich mm. but there's even more things that they now have to pay this for too. they'll have it. to pay up you know how much to wear a suit to keep up um, yeah. appearances they'll have to pay how much to travel into london central yeah. london to go to work they'll have to pay how much to go and get their lunch food at mm. an itsu or something like mm. you know super unnecessarily bougie and by the end of it <laughs> By the end of it, what assets do they have? Yeah. How yeah. much? And you think that these, like growing up, these people were like the epitome what? of wealth. The lawyers and the, the bankers. The lawyers, the bankers. And now it's just like, this, well, this has been a scam, yeah. a little bit of a scam. So I think, yeah, um, definitely more money is great, but mm. understand that the level of problems that accrue yeah. as a result of making more money is something you need to be aware of a hundred percent i think what's so interested about the lifestyle creep is that thing you touched on of your lifestyle actually changes like after the tax and after the bills and all of that the house that you want to live in mm. will be more expensive like For as sure. soon as you get that raise you get that promotion your first thing is changing your lifestyle to suit your work or changing your lifestyle to reflect your work mm. right you buy new clothes you buy new makeup you try new things you move to a new place and um, maybe a better area and all these things increase your bills and suddenly you're stretching out things a lot mm-hmm. more one thing i notice about the people who are financially free is most times they still stay very frugal mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and i think that that's something that helps to manage your expectations because when you see people i retired at 30 stuff like that they're not living in the biggest house just because they're financially free and just because they are wealthy they're not going to allow their lifestyle to maximize all of their disposable Mm. income Mm -hmm. and i think that's sometimes where we get a bit caught out because we want to make more money so we can spend more right 
But then that leads you back to that issue of you're never going to have enough. If every time your income increases, you then increase your lifestyle to match it you're always going to be in the negative Mm -hmm, because you're mm -hmm. always going to need more. Mm -hmm. And that's not to tell you to not enjoy yourself. I genuinely think it's all about creating a mindset that allows you to live within your means, no matter where you are. So then that being said, what are the practical ways you can actually control your finances and budget to make sure you're always living Mm. within your means? Yeah. The first thing is to budget. (laughs) <laughs> first of all to, to actually budget like right. it's one thing to want something and be able to buy it and it's another thing to want something and know that you're actually not able to buy it mm. like genuinely know from like know your finances yeah. i know there are some of you that have not looked at your bank statements for the past six months because you're afraid i mean i know there are some of you i mean that may be one of them but and i know mean. there are some of you that are transfer you transferred 200 pounds to your savings account and then you moved it back because you saw a new code okay first of all you don't have to do that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> When I first opened my help to buy I'm ISA. I'm screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, help to buy ISA. Some of you will be moving money from your help to buy ISA, knowing that you're only allowed to move 200 pounds into it a month. Why are you and shouting? You're actually... Why are you shouting? Why are you shouting? <laughs> you're actually doing Can yourself. Can you lower your tone? You're actually doing yourself. So anyway. I will not before... lower my tone because you're actually doing yourself. This is the wake up call you needed. Stop before transferring attack, your savings to your current account. Before that attack came along. I was basically trying to sympathize with my sisters out there. <laughs> no, but I've changed since then. I mean, um, I opened a help to buy ISA two mm. years ago. If you don't know what a help to buy ISA is, it was, it's no longer, it no longer exists, but it was a, a government scheme that allowed you to have a savings account with mm. your bank that you could save for home ownership. And once you hit the threshold, which I believe was of £12,000, yeah. you could get 25% of the money that you've saved given to you in extra by mm-hmm. the government. So if you had saved £12,000, the government would give you £3,000 extra to add to the money you had saved to go towards your new home purchase. I opened one of those accounts, deposited the maximum amount and when you can open it and deposited the maximum amount each month. Mm. But every month it was like, I need a little bit of the money that mm. I put away. <laughs> and so I dip into it and just take a bit out here and there. And after a while, I just realised if I keep dipping into this money, it shows that I need the money. Yep. So I just closed the account. And then unfortunately they took away the scheme. So I don't have that anymore. <laughs> but one thing I would definitely say is when it comes down to budgeting, it really is all about discipline. Mm. And if you're somebody who doesn't have discipline, like for me, I sometimes struggle to be really disciplined. Yeah. And I often find it's because I don't have a goal. Like I don't have a mm-hmm, particular mm-hmm. goal in mind. Whilst I had home ownership on my mind since I was younger, it didn't feel tangible. I didn't mm. know when I was going to buy it. I didn't know when I was going to have to stop saving mm. or when I could stop saving. There was no time frame on it. And I think sometimes budgeting can be good if you're naturally frugal yeah. or if you're somebody who you, you're not really a, a spender mm-hmm. that way and you're, you're quite self-disciplined. But if you're not, I think one huge thing that contributes towards being able to budget is having a foreseeable goal 100. and having a timeline on it. That's a good, serious timeline. A serious timeline. Yeah. And stop dipping into your accounts. There's yeah. no going. Yeah, it's true. It's I was true. I was there. Like I was there. And even sometimes you'll be looking at something you think, oh, let me just... A little 50 here, a little yeah. 100 here. It's not like I can replace it. Yes. Don't get comfortable in 
thinking that you can just replace your savings because mm. yes, you'll replace it, but you'll never progress. You'll stay at that so same point. Good. So it's like, okay, I've taken a, I've saved up like a grand. I've taken out a hundred. I can replace it next month. Yeah. Keep doing that over 12 months and you will end up with a grand. Yeah. Yeah. When you could have ended up with, with how much more? hundred percent. So just understanding that if you are going to spend money on stuff, make sure that you have the money for it and mm. be realistic about your saving targets too. Yeah. Because sometimes you can veer towards the other end where it's like, I'm going to save 90% of my <laughs> my earnings. It's not possible. Mm. It, and that's okay. Mm. You haven't, you know, become any less of a saver or a financial yeah. guru yeah. because you haven't saved 90% of your income. <laughs> it's okay to buy nice things. Yeah. Um. One thing that I really like to do is I like to do it by proportion slash percentages. Yeah. So as opposed to when I'm making X amount, I will save X amount. Mm. Also, if you keep it within proportions, you can upsize and downsize. Yeah. Um, at the same time. So if I'm making, say, um, for example, if someone was making like 3K a month, I would have like 30% for savings, yeah. 50% for essentials and then 20% for the rest. Yeah. That doesn't change. But if your income changes, yeah. it means you've allocated the same proportion of money to each of these different areas. And yeah. that's literally just one example of yeah. savings. Um, so yeah, I would say that's a good way to think about like staving off lifestyle creep. Mm. Um, and also you can make these things goals as well. Mm. Like I was very, very hesitant about making financial goals that seemed a bit frivolous right. in that like, buying a new laptop or a new mm, camera and mm. stuff like that often these things can be frivolous but it's okay to do that as long as you've got your like larger goals as well right so not being afraid to have goals that are a bit more materialistic mm. um is important as well because it like it does need to be on your horizon and that's yeah. okay so getting comfortable with like spending money on yourself yeah at a lower level is also fine yeah um and yeah, as Courtney was saying, making sure you actually have tangible goals and putting yeah. a timeline, a deadline on yeah. it, which will make it more real. So if you know that you want to be a homeowner in the next like five to 10 years, mm. you need to calculate actively how much based on your current earnings mm. you will need to put away every single month. Yeah. And then if you want to expedite the process and make it quicker, how much more each month would you need to make? And that's something that I do as well. It's kind of like I have my set earnings for the month if I don't do anything else, if I don't yeah. do side hustles, if I don't do business stuff. But I also have my stretch goal of okay, if I were to make X in a month, how much of this can I put towards everything else? Right. Right. Um so that's super, super important. And then the last thing that I would say is be realistic with yourself mm. like understand the psychology behind why you do what you do yeah and why you actually buy what you buy we've touched yeah. on this in a couple of our other financial podcasts right but there is a psychology to it mm. like when you are making a purchase um for example that's like a perfume in mm. my in my case it's a perfume right why are you purchasing the perfume is it to make yourself feel better or yeah. are you doing this for other people as well yeah or like what gain will it bring to your life and if you're doing this on mass like you're literally just a spendthrift <laughs> your focus shouldn't even be on oh lifestyles creep i'm afraid of it affecting me <laughs> you need to focus on closing your bank i'm screaming you need to focus no no no. you actually need to focus on closing your bank because money is leaving your account like water and you think that the way to plug the gap is to make more money mm. no the hole is still there so mm. the money will still keep dripping yeah. out of your bank account yeah yeah understand the psychology behind why you do what you do mm. understand your spending habits and track them first before mm. you can start thinking about okay how can i make these goals more tangible yeah expedite the process and 
yeah effectively make more money yeah i think that's so spot on in terms of the practical elements of saving yeah but with those amazing practical aspects of saving i feel like making more money does sometimes come with a bit more problems and the only reason why i say that is sometimes in the pursuit of making more money you have to have quite a bit of focus i was watching an amazing um conversation that was happening with Michael Dapper Mm -hmm. and a few other amazing people. Um, Mo Gilligan was there, Eva Appio, Rio Ferdinand, Hedy Wan, the rapper, Mm -hmm. and Julia Danuga. And they were having a conversation on Michael Dapper's YouTube channel. I'd highly recommend you go and watch it. And a story that was told by Rio Ferdinand was... As he was pursuing his, you know, professional football career, which absolutely went amazing, champions of the league, Mm -hmm. he had to move away from his friends, Mm -hmm. like his original friendship group, Mm -hmm. and pursue that. And for him, when he, you know, retired from football and he came back home and he picked up on those friendships, he was so shocked and like really, his heart was warm to see that his friends saw his wins as their wins. Mm. But I think sometimes in that pursuit of more, in that pursuit of making more money or advancing your career or just taking yourself to a new level that maybe is a different path from the people you grew up with, the people you've always known, your family even, it can sometimes be very scary to accept that degree of separation, even if it's for a season. And I think that that is one of the bigger Mm. things about money sometimes that can make it difficult because money, yeah, it's great to talk about the financial aspects of things and having assets and investing and stuff. But I think money is always one of those touchy subjects because it makes people look at you different. Mm, For sure. And I think that that's one of the hardest challenges about money that I would say sometimes the the claim more money, more problems Mm. is actually true. Because people see you as the cash cow, the cash cow, or your taste changes. And now, what happens when your taste changes, but everyone else around you can't afford what you can? Mm. You know, and now it becomes a. I've always had expensive taste though, so that ain't gonna change. Say it again, <laughs> but I feel like there's definitely that place of who do you think you are? Yeah. Or that's not who you used to be. Or Mm. remember when it used to be like this Mm. and remember when this used to be enough and it's like, but that's not enough anymore. And what then do you do when more money separates you from the people that you love or the people Mm. you've journeyed with for so long? Oh, that's a tough one. You know, what's funny about that is I have this um, weird obsession with the infographic show. Of, oh, it's um, great. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. Guys, you should check it out. But um, they did an episode on um, people that won the lottery mm. and how it changed their lives. Mm. And some of them ended up dead. Wow. Um, I know, extreme. That, w- that was the extreme <laughs> one, guys. Some of them ended up broke again. Some mm. of them had, like, couldn't be with their friends and family. And that's what that reminded me of, of the fact that money can change people's opinions of you yes and i think that it's a tough one Mm. because it's one of those things where the answer could easily be oh well if you were a true friend whether i was broke or rich you would still you know have my back and all that kind of stuff and i feel like we're in a privileged position where i don't foresee money ever being an issue between us mm. in that if i i mean we're, we we absolutely will level up together and we, we have been <laughs> um but if something was if we were ever in like tricky financial situations mm. where the other was up and the other was down mm. i don't see foresee it being a problem at all beyond 
being able to communicate that. Yeah. So I think there's there's layers to it because yeah. yeah, on the one hand you could say, were well, they really your friends at all? If they're mm. upset that you're like wealthy, but then having said that, some people become. <sighs> I was trying to find a politically correct way to say this, but some people become dickheads when they become rich. Yeah. They really do. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, they change up, and it's not even just a taste thing, but also certain comments that you say. Some people think that they can transcend into the upper class because they've made a couple. <laughs> couple racks here yeah. and there and it doesn't quite work like that yeah. and all of a sudden everything that you know you grew up around and grew up with is tacky yeah. and gaudy and just yeah. lesser and all them kind of things there so I think it's navigating the balance of being your most authentic self mm-hmm. and allowing that to shine more now that you have the resources to allow you to do that definitely but understanding that you need to be able if you're the kind of person that if you get you know if you're wealthy or you've mm. become wealthy and you're trying to navigate that difference mm. you need to be able to tell whether this is a them problem mm. or a you problem mm. because money doesn't just show like when you receive money yeah or like when you get more money it doesn't just flag up who you are as a person but it also flags up the people around you right how do they react to you having more money yeah um and oftentimes we, the impetus is always put on the wealthier person mm. to be the bigger person and demonstrate and xyz yeah well is somebody really your friend if you've come into wealth recently and all of a sudden they're dependent on you mm. That's another topic. That's a whole nother topic because I know that some of us are bit, some of us are not even disclosing our salaries to our, um, our family, our friends, because we know, Yep, we know. And it's, that one is even more delicate because Mm. it's not to say that, you know, your family doesn't love you or your friends don't love you, but the way that the social dynamics have played, because everybody has grown up struggling in that Mm. particular scenario, it's kind of like, oh, the collective win of like, when one person wins, we're all up, we're all up. And then, oh, Courtney, there's just so many ways that we can take it because should that be the case? Uh, And then, mm -hmm. then this is not to say that we don't have duties to communities or people that we care about and stuff. And we should always be in, you know, a giving, um, given heart posture. But again, I think it's just about maintaining balance and communication because... Some people can actually take the piss and have you paying their rent and all of their <laughs> this bills is without doing a damn thing. This is it. And I think that that's where you look at, you know, footballers, for example, mm, making mm. massive amounts of money. Right. Mm. And you kind of hear these stories of now I'm taking care of everyone, yep. you know, yep. and I think especially depending on the background that you come from. And I think it's always really important to discuss. OK, I'll give a personal example. I think the first two years when I was working on my business, I was going hard. Like you can attest, I was going hard, always working. Mm. I was missing out on birthday things, graduation things, major milestones in life, right? Because I was working and I was pursuing my goals or I had, you know, major opportunities that fell on them same dates and stuff. I was still making time for the things that were really important, but there were other things which regrettably, I will definitely say now, I had to miss. At the time, I felt so bad. And Mm. even now looking back, I feel so bad that, there were moments that were missed so that I could get to where I am. But at the same time, do I regret some of decision, some of the decisions I made? No, Mm. some of them. Yes. Some of them. No, I feel like those decisions that you make to propel your life and they become easier to make when your friends and your family understand the goal. Right. And I think that sometimes we just, people see us as, oh, she's made more money. Now she doesn't want to be around us, right? Mm. I think there's also the flip of people who see you as 
this is Courtney, this is the goal she has, this is the life she's trying to build and this is what she's trying to achieve and my my place in her life is to want her to be, to achieve that, right? And so I feel like even in the dynamic of our friendship, like you were describing, we're always talking about being destiny helpers. Mm. So my advancement and your advancement is... I want to see you get closer to destiny. Of course, that doesn't mean walk all over me. And that doesn't mean don't be a present friend. But I will also understand when you have to make decisions which may not on the surface look like the best friendship move or look like the best family move. And over time, it's been a hard lesson that I've just had to accept of Mm. the people who understand where you're going will help you make the decisions you need to make and understand the hard decisions that you make. Mm. Other people who just see you as not, it's, I don't think it's other people who see you as anything. I think making sure you have a common understanding of what friendship is between yeah, you yeah. and really laying out your expectations and assumptions of what it means will help you get over those issues very quickly mm-hmm. because I don't want to be the friend that it's like 24 seven. We have to be around each other. We have to message each other all the time. Why haven't you done X, Y, Z for me? Mm. But if you have laid your expectation, for example, I'm a friend. I don't ever expect people to give me gifts. Like it's not a big thing. It's not even like mm. a top there on my love languages. Yeah. So when people don't give me gifts for my birthday, I don't feel bad at all. Mm. I had a friend once who was like, it was my birthday. You didn't give me anything. And I thought to myself, hold on a minute. But I had to catch myself in terms of, let me not project what I understand about myself onto you because we're different people. Mm. So I feel like when it comes down to, making more money i think you and your friends have to have a very candid conversation about money the way it affects your relationship yeah not necessarily saying this how much i make this how much you make it's more so about you know if a if a work opportunity comes up would you not come to my birthday or would you miss out on our an important like not even a date or a catch-up a date or a catch-up what would the response be to that? I think once you lay out those expectations, especially as you get older and you mature, it's easy to realize your friendships can be something that thrives, even if you're making two different levels of income, right? So I think one thing I have noticed though is the amount of responsibilities that can be enforced on you Mm. when you start making money. I mean, I'm very thankful that like, as I've made money, my mom has understood my saving goals and stuff like that and has helped me with it by not forcing me to do things like pay rent, for Mm. example. But I feel like you need to have those conversations with people who are understanding. And if you live with irrational people or you have people around you who are like, this is what you're going to do. I think you need to learn how to either accept it and work around them or take yourself out of that space. And so sometimes, yes, when you make more money, you've got to burn a bridge because of the way people act and mm. maybe because of even the way you've acted. Like for example, a perfect example is when you go on holiday. Yeah. S- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Renee knows me. I'm Courtney not really a, a bougie Thank ass. you. <laughs> I'm not really a like, <laughs> no, I want to be comfortable. <laughs> Sorry. Let me not, let me not. <laughs> no hostels? No, no, I don't see. <laughs> no, her face. No, guys, we had seen <laughs> that's what i mean like think i don't do stuff like that no, not because I, I they're mean, bad i don't do it yeah. do you know what i mean yeah. so i remember like going on certain holidays and it's like i don't want to stay there i don't want to go use that form of transport i don't want to eat there i want to live comfortable mm-hmm. and i can afford it yeah. it sounds like oh so you're too good for us now and it's like no i just know what i like yeah, yeah and for sure. 
there are times when you can compromise on it 100% as, as long as you're always having fun but I don't want to force myself to do things that I don't find fun yeah that's it and I think on the hostel. that's it that's, that's the one that's that and the food the food sharing a bathroom with strangers how 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 anyway that's another talk for that's another <laughs> <laughs> That's another sort. It's definitely one of those things. But I think lifestyle creep is very real and expectations changing of you when you start to make more money mm. is also very real. Yeah. But also I think it can be easily solved with just transparent conversations like we always have here on the podcast. Woo-hoo. So with that, we want to hear what you have to say. What are your thoughts on lifestyle creep? Is it true that when you get more money, you find more problems? Let us know by adding us on Instagram at to my sisterhood. And you can also come and say hi hi to us personally on our pages at cd boating and at renee kapuku and of course you can always tweet us with the hashtag to my sisters and join the sisterhood by signing up for our weekly newsletter so we can grow and glow together we will talk to you very soon and remember as always keep glowing and growing